0: Are there actually chemicals that stay in our environment forever and never break down? Yep. And to make matters worse, they're everywhere. Get this. They're in our food, water, kitchen appliances, cookware, clothing, food packaging, furniture, carpets, mattresses, personal care items, and more. These chemicals are called PFAS, P-F-A-S, and they're known to cause a bunch of health problems, things like cancer, thyroid dysfunction, and even mess up the way our body processes fat and protein. So who's affected? Well, all of us. These chemicals are even found in the blood of newborn babies. Tune in today to learn how to protect you and your family from these chemicals that never break down. I'm Lisa Smith, once pharmaceutical rep, banker, and Marine, turned CEO of a wellness center designed to help you with personalized solutions to your most pressing health problems. And it wasn't that long ago that I was exhausted, overwhelmed, and overextended, having a baby and a toddler at home, being newly diagnosed with Hashimoto's, and not having the strength or energy to do all the things I needed to do that had me all about undone. What I found was that getting to the root causes of my health problems made all the difference in my health and in my life. Pretty Well is our place to talk all things health and beauty in the wellness space. It's where Ashley Bennett and I bring little known, but completely doable missing pieces of your wellness puzzle that can be a complete game-changer in your life. I come to you each week along with the beautiful, brilliant, and super fun Ashley Bennett to uncover holistic health and beauty topics centered around mind, body, and lipstick. Now, let's get started. Hey, welcome back to the Pretty Well Podcast. I'm Lisa Smith, and today I've got something crazy to talk to you about. Do you use Teflon pans, non-stick coating pans, or do you do any waterproofing or stain proofing at your house? Things like on your furniture, your carpet. Well, what I'm going to talk to you about today is going to blow your mind. So let's just get a little backstory. I'm going to talk to you about forever chemicals, but just let's get a little background. Back in the 30s, Scientists developed a type of chemical that was thought to be miraculous. They added it to cookware and they found that food wouldn't stick to the pans. It was so much easier to cook. You could use less fat, it was better cleanup. And they added it to all kinds of things. They found that they could add it to other products to make things stain resistant and water resistant. It was thought to be miraculous and it found its way into all kinds of industries, even into our clothing, our furniture, our carpet, all kinds of things that we use every day. But unfortunately, decades later, what they found about these chemicals is that they don't break down. And once they leach into wherever they're going, they're stuck there forever forever. And so we've been dealing with these chemicals now for years. We've known about them as being a risk for years, and we're learning more and more as the years go on. In fact, the Environmental Working Group, and you've heard me talk about them before, they're the group that studies our produce and they come out with our Dirty Dozen and our Clean 15 list every year that says the dirty dozen you should be buying these organic because the pesticides on this type of produce doesn't break down and you end up eating it. They also do tons of studies on our products. They have a database called the Skin Deep database and you can look up your personal care products things like toothpaste, lotions, cologne, makeup, hair gel, shampoo, you name it. You can look up tens of thousands of products and they rank them for health. Anyway, they do lots of research and they recently came out with a study that estimates over 20 million acres in the United States of cropland is contaminated with these forever chemicals. And they also estimate that approximately 30,000 different companies are using and leaking these chemicals directly into our environment. Let's talk about what they are, like what are these things, right? And then what do we do about it? Well, these chemicals, some of them are called PFAS, P-F-A-S, and that's a really long word. I'm going to try to pronounce it. It's per and polyfluoroalkyl substances. So per and polyfluoroalkyl su- substances, easy for me to say. These, as I mentioned, provide a coating that are resistant to heat, oil, stains, water, grease. And because they are so convenient, they have found their way into all kinds of our kitchen appliances, cookware, clothing, food packaging, like fast food packaging. You notice how your food doesn't stick to it. Personal care items, furniture, carpet, mattresses, you name it. And so they get into our environment through, one, our products that we use that then leach into our air and in through our skin, but they also have leached into our food and water supply as well. But let's just talk about what they actually are. These chemicals are combined by fusing carbon and fluorine together. And that bond is so strong once it's been made that it cannot be broken down. And when they enter the environment, the world doesn't know how to break them down. So they just continue to persist and contaminate wherever they are. What makes it even more difficult is even companies that have decided that they are not going to produce them anymore because the equipment they use to produce these chemicals on still has residues of these PFAS on the equipment, then the new compounds they're making that are not forever chemicals are now contaminated with the forever chemicals. You may be wondering, well, what do you mean by forever? Like, do they break down in 15 years? Do they break down in 30 years? Well, right now it's estimated that it could actually take several centuries for us to get rid of these chemicals from our environment, several centuries which is mind-blowing. And as I mentioned, the EWG, the Environmental Working Group, has done this study, and they found that over 20 million acres are contaminated with these chemicals. I told you I would talk to you about that and how that has happened. A very common fertilizer that they use for their crops is sewage sludge. Yes, you heard me correctly. Sewage sludge. And that is pretty disgusting, but it is a byproduct of wastewater treatment processes. And this is allowed to be used to fertilize our food, which is nasty. In my opinion, I think that's disgusting. Sewage sludge is contaminated with these forever chemicals. A lot of the reason is because industrial processing ends up discharging a lot of these chemicals into wastewater treatment plants. And so then these chemicals build up in the sludge and the sludge then is used as fertilizer. And then of course it gets into our food. Interestingly, there are no FDA requirements for this sewage sludge to be tested for these chemicals, nor is there anything in place to warn farmers that actually what they're using on their crops contains these chemicals. So There's nothing in place to stop them from going into our food. Once they're applied to our soil, you can imagine what happens, right? Now, these chemicals are in the soil. The crops grow in the soil. Now, the crops through the roots uptake. They're very good bioaccumulators. And all that means is they accumulate the minerals and chemicals and whatever else are in the soil. So they're drawing up through their roots, these chemicals. They get into the plants, the plants we eat and the plants that cattle eat, chicken eat, you know, all of our protein sources that we also buy from farms, these crops are now contaminated and then the animals are eating it. In fact, many animals have gotten sick from these. So there are studies that have even shown that, but now you can see how pervasive that is in our food supply. One of the things you can do, while it's not a perfect solution, there is no perfect solution, Um, organic foods are not allowed to be fertilized with sewage sludge even though it's more expensive you can see that that is one thing you can do that will reduce your exposure to some of these chemicals so I'm going to be talking throughout today's episode about what is the problem but what can you do to reduce your exposure and to um, protect your health not only now are these chemicals in our ground and our crops and our, the livestock that's being raised for food. But I hinted to it a minute ago, our water supply has also been contaminated. Again, the EWG does all these studies and they found that about, with, from, from what they can estimate, about 110 million of Americans are drinking water is contaminated with these. So it's leaching into our water supply also. It's not only getting into the water supply for the farmlands, but also in our water supply. And what happens is they become really mobile, these these chemicals in water, and they stay intact. So of course they linger in the water for years and years and years too. So what can you do? Well, we talked about from a food standpoint you can choose more organic foods and from a water standpoint you're going to want to filter your water some of the ways you can do that my two favorites are the aqua true because the aqua true is a countertop unit they also have an under the sink unit those aqua water filters they make reverse osmosis water which is the best type of water for removing these forever chemicals from your drinking water Aqua True is one option. Berkey water filters. You've heard me talk about both of these before. I love Berkey water filters as well. And both of those are on my website under shop. It's integrativewc.com under shop. But I will have the link in the show notes as well. This is going to blow your mind when you hear all the things that these chemicals are in that we think are just normal products that we use every day that we don't even give any thought to. Okay, so I'm going to go through a list with you. Food packaging. So I mentioned that before. So food packaging for fast food, anything that has nonstick food wrapping, that's one source. And I mentioned food grown in contaminated soil or water, any kind of stain repellent on your fabrics and on your furniture and on your carpet, then nonstick pots and pans like Teflon or a Teflon knockoff. Things like polishes, waxes, paint, some cleaning products, firefighting foams, electronics manufacturers. I already mentioned drinking water that have been contaminated. And then get this. This is kind of mind-blowing. Farm-raised fish are eight times higher in these forever chemicals than wild-caught fish. So you obviously always want to get wild-caught fish. You do not want to buy the farm-raised fish. Some others, this is hard for us women, hairspray, makeup products like eyeliner, concealer, foundation, some lipsticks, sunscreen, shampoo, and shaving cream. Wow. That's a lot of stuff. Another way you can reduce your exposure to these things is by buying products that say right on them, do not contain PFAS, P-F-A-S. So we've talked about You can buy organic more so. You don't have to buy everything organic, but starting to buy more organic will reduce your exposure. Filter your water, clean up your beauty products and some of your home care products. So those are three main ways. Now, how big of a problem is this? Well, it's a pretty big problem. What research is showing is that almost all of us have measurable amounts of these chemicals in our blood. And a new study done by the University of Southern California's Keck School of Medicine looked at teenagers and found that a mixture, not just one type of these chemicals, but a mixture of these chemicals are found in 100% of the teenagers that they studied. And the problem with this is that exposure to these chemicals, I've told you that it's a pervasive problem But i haven't told you why it's a problem right what does it do to us well first of all if they don't break down in the environment they don't break down in us either so they get stored in our fat cells in our liver and some of our organs an exposure to these chemicals has been found to disrupt our fat metabolism so when we eat fats we're not processing them right and it disrupts our protein breakdown. So our amino acids, when proteins are broken down, they break down into amino acids, and then they get absorbed and used as building blocks for our health. Well, these are not getting absorbed and used properly as building blocks. So it messes up how those are working in our body. And this has a lot of effects. This has changes in liver enzymes, increased risk of high blood pressure, increased cholesterol, It has been shown to harm our thyroid function, weaken our immunity, definite developmental problems in babies, infertility risks have been increased. It also has been shown to throw our hormonal systems out of balance and to mess up our insulin and blood sugar regulation. So it's a pretty big deal. We know that all of these things are on the rise and we know that our environment is becoming more and more saturated with these chemicals. So we can see the correlation between increases in these forever chemicals and increases in disease. Even though it's not possible to avoid them altogether, I've mentioned a few things you can already do. Some other things you can do is change out your cookware. If you're using any nonstick cookware, and trust me, I know it's it's a pain. I changed mine out years ago when I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I just went through and I changed everything in my home for healthier versions. So I got rid of all the nonstick pans and I replaced them with stainless steel pans and cast iron pans. And do they work quite as well? No, they really don't. But what I found is if I combine some olive oil and some butter or ghee, in the same pan, I can almost get a nonstick coating in my cast iron. So, that's an option. I do also use a ceramic coated. Some of my pots and pans are Le Creuset, and those actually work really well too. So go ahead and change out those nonstick pots and pans. Believe me, the minute they start getting scratches, they are leaching that stuff into your food. Some other things I mentioned, personal care products that are natural. And I have a couple favorites. Lemongrass Spa is one of mine. Beauty Counter is a good one. Ilia. And there's some others as well. If you want more recommendations, please reach out to me. I'm happy to give you a list of the ones that I really like and the ones that I shop for. And those have been found to not have any of these Forever Chemicals in them. Next, avoid stain repellent treatments. You know that Scotch Guard that you spray on your furniture and on your carpet and things that you don't want to get stains on well that stuff is full of these forever chemicals so avoid that stain resistant stain repellent treatments and those types of products another thing you want to look out for is water repellent clothing so if you're shopping for clothes and you see oh this is water repellent well that means they have been treated with some of these forever chemicals so You wanna avoid those as much as possible. And then lastly, just to wrap it up, eating out. Eating out is something, yeah, it's a treat once in a while and definitely you should treat yourself once in a while. But if you find for convenience sake you're eating out a lot, you know that restaurants are not using the quality that you're using at home. They're not using the quality products you know they're gonna do whatever's faster and most convenient so you can be sure you're getting exposed to more of those forever chemicals the more you eat out this is really interesting at my office I run a test it's called a QFA and it's a urine and saliva test and then it shows me things like presence of heavy metals it shows me different aspects of biology that are super cool and interesting but when people come back from vacation, or if they tell me they've they've had a stretch or they've eaten out a lot, get this, I always see the presence of heavy metals go up. So just a fun fact that eating out is great. I love to eat out. I definitely, you know, do that, don't restrict it. But if you're doing it because you haven't had time to just get some meal planning going, then, shift over and even just do a quick, just a quick and dirty meal plan. Like go to the grocery store on the weekend and get your protein for the next four nights and then have leftovers the fifth night. That'll keep you from, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I have nothing for dinner. There's nothing in the fridge and it's too late to thaw something. So if you just get that going, sometimes if I don't even have time to meal plan, I'll literally go to the grocery store. I'll buy four different proteins and I'll be like, okay. I got to figure something out and, and that is at least getting me on the right track. So that's a hint. Then you say eating out for special times, for the fun times or for the weekend night or something like that. Okay, finally, you have some really good takeaways you can do to reduce your exposure to these chemicals because you do not want these coming through your food and water supply and your personal care products and your house cleaning products unknowingly. So now you've got some really good ways to reduce those chemicals coming into your and your family's lives, and you can significantly reduce them. But also it's going to be really important that you support your detoxification pathways. And how do you do that? Well, you do it by caring for your liver and your other detox pathways. So that is, that is essential to your health. You know, your liver does over 500 functions. It just blows my mind what the liver does. But one of the big ones, the one of the one of its biggest jobs is to detox you from all the toxins that come our way. So, it's really important to show your liver some love. And the way you do that, one is by making sure that you're supporting yourself nutritionally. And you do that with lots of vegetables, lots of, you know, good healthy produce and good quality proteins that is how you support yourself nutritionally and then if needed then you can always support it with supplements too i have a favorite liver support supplement it's from nutritional frontiers and it's called live clear 2. they have some different live clear formulas but my favorite is live clear 2. i found it to be super effective for supporting your liver and helping it to do its job as well as possible. It's not really a detox or a cleanse. It's not something that you're gonna find yourself running to the bathroom or not feeling well, but it really can be very supportive. Make sure you're getting plenty of hydration. That keeps your detox pathways going. Filtered water, of course, because we wanna be hydrating with good water. And again, lots of vegetables, because vegetables are nature's way of giving you nutrition that helps you keep your detox pathways open and specifically bitter things like bitter greens and cruciferous vegetables are amazing for grabbing toxins and helping to pull them out of your body and focus on getting a lot of those organic especially your leafy greens organic those are on the dirty dozen anything like leafy greens berries apples pears sweet peppers all those things you're gonna to wanna to buy organic for sure. Okay, so that wraps up these nasty forever chemicals and what you can do to reduce them coming into your life and then also to support your body for getting them cleared out as much as possible. Pick a few of those things in the next couple of days, even if you do a couple of them, you're making a really big difference. And shoot me a line, let me know how it's going, or if you have any questions. Thank you for joining me today and until next time, stay pretty well. Bye.